Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 3 of In All Historyness. Are we at the third episode? We're already three weeks in. Yeah. God damn. Yep, three episodes in. Don't know how many viewers. Here's open, the American guy's still listening into our videos. <laughs> hey man. Hope you're doing alright. <laughs> On that side of the world. <laughs> just yeah. me just message us if you, you actually are still listening. You might not be, but we're still going to check every weekend. There <laughs> you going, so. Um, yeah, cool. Well, uh, third episode, we've done uh, the first week uh, where we did... Uh, Russ Putin. Yep. Uh, second week, I talked about Greek mythology. Yep. Uh, we actually did have a, a a viewer comment on that one. Uh, just to correct me, uh, when I said that it came from like Oceanus and stuff like that, the blood to create Aphrodite. Do you remember that at all? Yep. Yeah. Uh, actually, it wasn't Oceanus. It was Uranus. So the sky. Right. So when he was sliced up into bits by, like, Kronos and stuff, yep. when his parts went into the ocean, they actually created Aphrodite. Oh, okay. So she's technically a Titan. So is this our little segment called Amendments? Amendments. Yeah. 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 That was the amendment of last week. Yeah. This podcast is in I'm glad that was the only thing anyone pulled me up on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm glad that... This podcast, this yeah. is a constitution, and these are amendments <laughs> right now. Um, People will be listening to this. Yeah. Anyway, um, I, should we just get into it? Jump yeah. in? Yeah. We, we, before you do, yep. we did have someone listen to this at school. What do you when mean? they were doing tests. Oh, really? Yeah. So if you're listening now, <laughs> good luck. Fail. No, oh, don't. Good luck. No. You, good luck. You got, you got this. You're going to fail. You're not. I, gonna, I have no hope in you. No, that's no really faith. mean. Fail. <laughs> oh, no. don't laugh. You just got caught. Oh, God. Teacher's coming. You're in trouble now, mate. Why are you... Stop laughing. What are you doing? Best they're not laughing. <laughs> staring in the distance. Stone-faced. Um, Alright. Oh, this is my week to talk. Yeah, this is your week. So we're right. back to you. Back to me. This is a... Yep. So I'm the teacher. You're the student now. Yeah. Um, oh, alright. I've got a... I've got something. Okay, what, what is the topic of this week? Uh, this week is yep. one of the lesser talked about but more important parts of, um, you know, human history, recent human history. Um, oh no, <laughs> my drink uh, bottle noise. <laughs> um, one <laughs> of the more important and recent parts of history is uh, World War One or the proceedings to World War One and, and, and <clears throat> what happened throughout. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, World War One. The idea behind it is, you know, we've got a bunch of new technology and we've got no one to use it on. Mm. And then you look at your neighbour and you go, he looks pretty good. Hey, neighbour. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is where we have, like, the, the first introductions of, like, uh, aviation warfare, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, um, I might be talking about my ass. You know, chemical warfare. This was highly uh, used to the... Uh, disdain of everybody, you know, worldwide. Um, it, it, it's basically a gigantic clusterfuck within the European um, area. It's basically where everything happens. Um, so, it, it basically kicks off... I mean, there's wars proceeding at, like, 1902 and 1913, mm -hmm. but 1914 is kind of like the... what they used to call the war to end all wars, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and this is... 
uh, July, uh, no, June 28th in 1914, there's this bloke, his name's Archduke, Ar- Archduke Franz Ferdinand, I'm sure you've heard of his name. I remember his name from year nine. Yeah. Year nine war class. Right. There so was, they There t- wasn't a war class. <laughs> they tell you and then they gloss over it and they go, you know, we, we did this, the Anzacs, whoop, whoop, and then mm. they move on, right? That was yep. Australian history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's this bloke, his name's Archduke Franz Ferdinand, right? He's a, uh, uh, the, the, kind of like the prince of, um, Austria-Hungary, so that is like your, um, it's above Serbia, which is like the, 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 the bad guys, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like your, oh god, I'm gonna, I'm blanking on where it is. It's, it's a big, on the right side of Italy, it's mm-hmm. on like, uh, below Germany, that, that's your area, like it's a, uh, your... I mean, Hungary and Austria, obviously, is there. Um, you've got, like, Bosnia and um, um, Montenegro, but that wasn't owned by them. That was their own people. Yeah. Um, so these these two... Uh, all these countries within Europe have really tense relations with each other because of, like, past wars in the Balkans, which is, like, I mean, Hungary area. That, like, Greece and, right. and, yeah, and, yeah. and whatnot. Um, so everyone's got really... They're really tense with each other. And... Um, there's this one guy who's called uh, Gavrilo Princip, mm-hmm. and he's a part of a Serbian assassinate, like a, a terrorist group called yeah. the Black Hand. Wonderful name. Yeah. I, if I could be a part of a group called the Black Hand, I wouldn't be, because I'm not a terrorist. But, yeah. um, well. <laughs> you saying I'm a terrorist? Uh, no, no, no. Wink. Did you hear the gum <laughs> cocking? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so. <clears throat> Sorry, I was coughing. Um, yeah, and this bloke, he was... He attempted to assassinate Franz Ferdinand when he went uh, he went touring around Serbia, right? So he went around Serbia and, and they had... Um, uh, this dude was throwing bombs. He, like, threw a bomb at their car and I think it missed and then it got the car behind them and killed, like, a bunch of uh, uh, guards or whatever, right? Irrelevant. They drove away and it, they were going to go into hiding and then Franz was like... I'm the greatest. Like, no one's going to stop me. <laughs> so he, he comes out and he goes to, like, the hospital where yeah. um, the the guards are. But on his way to the hospital, the driver takes a wrong turn by mistake, by on purpose. Um, it, it's unclear. A little unclear. Uh-oh. Turns out that the same guy, Gavrilo Princip, the, was the same guy that threw bombs at the car the first time, like a day, a week before, a day before. I'm not sure when. But he was hanging out at a cafe, like, mulling over how he messed up, you know? Ordered a subway or something, right? <sighs> Could I get a foot lock? Yeah, it was me. <laughs> yeah, and no one no one knows it's him, and he's, yeah. like, really sad, sitting out in front of a cafe or something, right? Yeah. And wouldn't you know it, this car drives past with the guy you're trying to assassinate. And he goes... Hold the foot long, and he runs outside, and he guns down friends. Come on, man! I... <laughs> yeah. Just make it a six-inch. Come on! <laughs> come on! Come on! Yeah, cookies, obviously. <laughs> Raspberry right, cheesecake. What an idiot! Raspberry right, cheesecake. Come on! <laughs> yeah, I'll take the cup. All right. <laughs> and then he's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So on one hand, he's got a subway sandwich, and the other hand, he's got a gun. Right? And he guns down Franz Ferdinand. Yeah. In his car, and yep. gun- I think he guns down the pregnant wife, Sophie. Yep. He Sophie. accidentally throws the sandwich, and it gets launched <laughs> into the wheel, and then <laughs> he goes, <laughs> "Fuck!" Yeah, um, yeah. Gotta was- eat this now. Yeah, he was gonna. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he, and he he kills them both. Yeah. And the emperor of um, 
Austria-Hungary, Austria-Hungary, mm-hmm. Austria-Hungary, goes, I can't just sit down and just let my nephew, who he kind of hates, but, you know, you got to you got to be prideful, because yeah. back in 1914... Yeah, just like, just like uh, Vin Diesel says in the acclaimed, he acclaimed Fast and Furious movies. What are you? We're family. <laughs> yeah, right. You're spot on, Vin <laughs> Diesel. Is he in the room, or...? Wow, that was the best impersonation of it. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, this is Brazil. Um, anyway, he's um. This is family. <laughs> um, you've just lost me. I don't know where I am now. <laughs> um, they they shoot him. They kill him. The the guy, the emperor. I think his name is. I think his name's Yosef or something. Yep. Anyway, he's like, I can't just sit down and take this. So he sends out a letter yep. giving outrageous demands to Serbia to amend, you know, the murder of his nephew. Right? Yeah. And uh, Serbia's like, no. <laughs> and Austria's like, all right, war. <laughs> but because Europe is such a uh, amalgamation of different countries mm. that are all, are all backing each other up, it means that if one person goes into war, it's everyone's coming in. Everyone has to come in because they're like... So, the way it goes is um, the, uh, Austria, Austria-Hungary, Austria-Hungary is friends with... Uh, no, is friends with Germany mm-hmm. and they're like best buds because they're right next to each other. Yeah, classic. And uh, Austria, Austria-Hungary talks to Germany and says, hey man, if I go into war, you backing me up? And Germany's like, I got you, baby. Like, you and me, we're in this together. Um, they are called the Central Powers. That's yep. what they, they... I think they name themselves. I don't know. And then... It sounds like something you would name yourself. Of course. I don't think they really got that name from anyone else. <laughs> and then um, and then Serbia is best buds with Russia up there. Uh-oh. And he's like, hey, man, like, you and me, you got my back if I go on a war, right? And Russia's like, yeah. And then he turns to France and he goes, hey, France, you got my back if we're in war. And France goes, yup. Like you and me, homies, right? We got you. I got your back. I'm a ride or die kind of thing, right? Um, and then France goes, "Give me a second. And he turn. They turn to Britain and they go, "Hey, Britain, you got my back, right? Ride or die, homie. You know, we in this together. We're family. <laughs> yeah, we're family. And Britain goes, "Yeah, maybe. I, you know, see how the wind blows." Um, we'll think about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, and then they uh, Hungary, Austro-Hungary declares war on Serbia, and it drags in Russia and France and Germany. And then, um, oh man, I had the dates. I'm just gonna get the. Uh, and then on this is how the dates go out, right? Mm-hmm. So in July of 1914, uh, on the 28th. Austria, Austria, Hungary, and Serbia declare war on each other. This is the twenty eighth of Ju- uh, July, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a little bit later, on the first of August, Germany and Russia declare war on each other. Then two days later, Germany and France declare war on each other. Then a day later, Germany and Belgium declare war on each other. Right? Oh, <laughs> so Germany's making a lot of enemies there. Yeah, Germany's like you. Wouldn't it be crazy if they made even more? More what? Enemies? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's like, I have to fight. If, yeah. I ha- if I have to back up this guy, I have to fight this guy and this guy and this guy, right? Yeah, yeah. And, um, and on the 4th of August, Germany 
goes to France because yep. their master plan, their big brain plan, which they also tried to do in World War Two as well, but we'll get to that if we ever do. Their master plan was to go through France quick as a heck, just wipe them out, then turn around, go take Russia, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Take right? Russia? Right, just take them. The right. The biggest... Yeah, one of the country largest... Country in... The world, right. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, but it is the most poverty-stricken... Uh, one of the most poverty-stricken okay. in yeah. Europe. And, um... Actually, back then, yeah. Yeah. True. But the ideals in in the entire world was, like, cavalry, we love our horses, you know, who doesn't? Um, that's why Rasputin was so good, back then. Um... <laughs> um... The... Is that a callback to our first episode? Oh, I think it is. Oh, my. Um... Would you look at that? <laughs> Um, We're referencing our first episode and our third episode. (laughs) Um, um, And then, um, yeah, so cavalry is wonderful because they get you around real quick sticks. Yep. Um, Dying for your country is like a must. It's like if you die for your country, you're like a real homie, you know. Um, They don't know your name, but they know you served. Yeah, you're a... What's the word I'm looking for? You are very... A martyr? No, not the martyr. What's it called when you are really devoted to... Patriotic. Right. That's the word I was looking for. People are very patriotic. I mean, everyone is throughout all time. That's just how people are. Um, And, yeah, Germany's like, we'll take France, easy peasy. Britain's staying out of it, so we don't have to worry about it. Um, And then we'll just turn around, we'll just yoink up Russia. Because, you know, it's easy, right? Yeah. Little do they know, France has got a really nice line. Uh, in, in World War Two. it's called the Maginot Line. It's a big line. A lot of artillery, right? Yeah. Um, they don't have that yet, I don't believe. It's just a big wall of defence that they have in France. And yeah. France is like, yeah, we're unstoppable. And Germany's like... Mm. And they look to their... <laughs> they look to their right. And they, they, they see this little neutral com- uh, country who's not in it. They're like, we're staying out of that. Yeah. Like, hey, well, not out of that. Yeah. Just a foot long, thanks. <laughs> And that's Belgium, right? Yeah. Belgium's like, they're kind of like, whoa, we're not doing this. Yeah. We're not ready for war. And Germany's like, we're just going to put 750,000 soldiers into you. And Belgium's like, what? So they do. Um, and Belgium fight oh back. Oh my. Little do they know. Belgium. Belgium. Yeah, Belgium, little country. Poor little Belgium. <laughs> yeah. Oh my they got, God. They got bent over and smacked on the bottom. Anyway, <laughs> turns out, Belgium, pretty good at fighting. They held them off for a while. Wow. And, and as soon as Belgium held off, um, Belgium got pulled into the war. Britain was like, we can't have any of this neutrality unneutralised. So they go in and they start fighting with Belgium too. <laughs> Turns out, Belgium, not that great. So they ta- so Germany puts themselves in. Yeah. They get so far that they're within sight of Paris, right? Paris, wow. right? They get deep. They're getting deep into it, right? There's a bit of back and forth, um... They, they, they fight and, and it goes back and forth for a little bit. Mm. And then it gets to a point where somewhere along the German line, it breaks and there's a gap. And they try and send soldiers through there, but they take it back. It's really fun, right? Mm. I'm sure it has a name, but I... Yeah. Then they realise, oh my God, if we wrap around our enemies, we can take them out. It's very simple. Mm. Both countries decide to start leading each other up to the the ocean, basically, trying to outwrap each other. They have... Are you aware of trench warfare? A little bit. Right. It's a very, very, very big thing 
in yeah. 1914, 1914. It is huge, yeah. It is, right. Yeah. Um, so the idea of it was... There's one side with a big old trench, another side, big old trench, in the middle, called No Man's Land. Mm -hmm. No Man's Land, right? Yes. And that's usually got, like, barbed wire, yeah. a lot of holes in the ground, because people shoot an artillery. Yeah. The, the main, main idea is, we shoot artillery over there, and bomb the hell out of them, like, hundreds of thousands of shells mm -hmm. at them, and then we put our men in them, right? Um, and that'll go on back and forth. Uh, it, either the men that charge are going to die, because the machine gun fire would just Kill Absolutely them. wipe them out. Right. Yeah. Or they'll get in and then they'll kill everyone. Yay us, right? But this trench warfare goes from the ocean above Belgium all the way across through uh, Belgium, through France, all the way to Switzerland. Covering wow. the entirety of it, right? It is horrific. This is where chemical warfare gets used. It's terrible, right? No one likes it. Because, um, you know, war and death and um they come up with a lot of rules where they're like hey don't kill civilians because they're not in the fighting and like don't use gas because gas is bad and inhumane way of killing people mm. but bullets are fine um yeah killing people right it's fine <laughs> don't do it with gas yeah don't be inhumane about it and then and disgusting and Germany's like what do you think we're, we're gonna listen to you <laughs> yeah we won't use gas <laughs> Yeah, and they were like, I swear, and they had their fingers crossed, right? And then they shook hands, yeah, yeah. and then they used gas, and they they killed civilians. It was horrific, right? Um, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, realize the, the Germans and the French realize, fuck, we're not going to be able to make this a quick war because in 1903 there was like a war in the Balkans that was like. It just stayed within that land. Mm. It didn't extend out to the rest of, you know, Europe. And then it, they, it did here. And they're like, uh-oh, like, this isn't good. So, what they do is uh, realize... What, what do you, let me ask you a question. What do you do when your frontier comes to a standstill? Run away? No, they wouldn't run away. But You wouldn't run away. The right answer is... Open a new frontier. Right, yeah. That's right. I knew yeah. you were going to guess that next. Yeah. So I was... That's... Seriously, I was like, open a new frontier or run away. Yeah. You had that. Both my... 50-50 shot. Yeah. I, I went with run away. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, what they do is open up new frontiers. Mainly, uh, like... Okay. Uh, 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 what am I going to do? Uh, they open up a bunch of new frontiers. Namely, Africa, Japan... Um, the Ottoman Empire, little-known country, you know. Just a little. Yeah. Um, so Japan, in Africa, it's kind of split up because, you know, they're racist and they don't like, um, uh, you know, non-white non people. Oh, right, Because yeah, yeah. they're scumbags. Yeah. Right? Um, so they just use them as workforce. Mm. Um, and, and it's just all throughout. It's some parts are German, some parts are uh, French, some parts are British so on and so forth right um and and what they do there is they take over parts of the German and the Austro-Hungarian uh parts of Africa mm. and they try and claim it as their own because they want a new frontier to say look at us we're winning right mm -hmm. um to boost morale and, and for, for citizens and stuff right in Japan Japan's like man we're gonna be a big old nation we're not just one long phallic island we're gonna take over Korea and, like, um, uh, so part of Russia, I think, because I think they're crazy. I don't know. And, um, and 
France and Britain and Russia were like, hey, Japan, can you, you know, take some German islands because there's some above, um, uh, was it Papua New Guinea, I believe? And Japan's like, obviously, like, we want more land, so they take it. Um, and then uh, the Ottoman Empire, they were like, man, we probably shouldn't be getting into this war because, you know, we don't want to fight. Mm. And then uh, someone took a, some boats over to Russia and then they attacked Russia. And they came back and they're like, we're in the middle of a war. <laughs> and the, the uh, other politicians like, what the fuck? Like, what did you do that for? And like, who knows, bro? Like, um, no, I just want a footlong. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, the Allies, so the, oh God, I forget what their name is. The Triple Entente, um, that's what the Britain and French and Russian, that's what they're called. Yep. In their attempt to, like, yoink victory from the Central Powers, they go to Italy, and they go, Hey, Italy, if you join our side, we'll give you some land. Some more land to, like, redeem yourself and be the Rome you once used to be. Yeah. And Italy was like, Yeah! And they, at like, at the flip of a coin, yoink their, themselves away. Yeah. They're over now, um, in... On the, on the other side, they've joined them. Um... Yeah, so now they're a part of uh, the... What was I going to say? They're a part of the Triple Entente. But they're a little lesser, you know? Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, so a, a large part of what this was was a lot of uh, um, groups of people who just hated each other and were backing each other up, mm -hmm. consistently fighting with each other. Um, yeah, so, uh, trench warfare was used. They bring over Anzacs to fight in the Ottoman Empire. Mm -hmm. Um, I should get into that more. I wish I knew more about, um, the rest of it. Like, uh, God, the fighting was so bad in France. Um, in that area, they would, like, the reason they built the Maginot Line in World War Two was because they didn't want uh, Germans getting into their land again and, like, just wreaking havoc and destroying morale. Fair enough. Um, but then they do the same thing in World War II anyway. They <laughs> just destroy Belgium and they go straight through it and they're like, what What the hell? Um, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so this, this is all a large prelude to, like, what? The prologue. <laughs> yeah, this is a prologue to World War Two, And they consider this, like, the war to end all wars. Uh, Spoiler alert. It didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so they use a lot of cavalry at the moment. They, uh, Britain has decided they want to use tanks, and, and that's a new thing. And they're like, look at these, like, land ships. I think that's what they call them. And they just, like... You imagine yourself, you're a little boy in a trench, you just lied, pretended that you're 18 years old. You're like, yeah, I'm 18! Yeah, you're like, man, guten! And then you like stand <laughs> up, and you look over the horizon, and you see this big old hunk of metal just coming right at you, just... <sighs> and they, that has an artillery shell in it. My goodness! <laughs> yeah, they, I don't know, they'd say something along the lines of Shizen, I assume. <laughs> and they're horrifying, right? Guess who's driving the tank? Who? It's all about family. <laughs> it's Vin Diesel. Oh god, it's Vin Diesel! <laughs> um, oh god. Yeah, so... 
Um, man. Yeah, and this is in the Eastern Front, so they, like... Uh, within the Eastern Front, they have, like, a, a big old war, and then there's a revolution. Isn't that fucking fantastic? It is fantastic. Um, we love a re- revolution. I'll, I'll be honest, I'd like to talk more about the revolution, but I need to research more about it. I know that uh, Tsar Nikolai II was very unpopular, um, uh, and that was a whole thing. America yeah. joined in the war, because... Uh, Woodrow Wilson had a lot of German uh, American people within America Mm -hmm. and to begin they were like yeah go Germany and then Germany did atrocities in in Belgium and stuff like that and they're like oh man and then a lot of Americans were like we need to kill Germans right yeah classic Um, love a good American war story (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, and then on on the Australian front there's like the uh, Gallipoli campaign so, uh, that's where they send a lot of the Anzacs. So, Anzacs, very obvious, um, Australian New Zealand Army Corps. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where a lot of the Australian and New Zealand mateship comes from. That's a, a very prominent part of, like... We love a good bromance. Exactly. Um, uh, I know that I love a good New Zealander, um, and I'm sure they like me. I hope they do. They might not. No, no, they just worship you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Britain is basically... It, Britain is in control of Australia, so they are like, man, you just send some forces over there. And in Australia, they're like, yeah, we're going to like go, we're going to fight, it's going to be a great holiday. I'm sure that's what they thought, because that is what they thought. <laughs> Little do they know, they're going into, into uphill, into gunfire, uh, uh, I can't remember what the beach was called before. It was renamed after Anzac Beach because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of soldiers died there. Um, yeah. That was in 1916 area. No, uh, that was in 1915 area. And then in 1916, they retreat um, because they lost somewhere in the neighbourhood of 250,000 people. You know, a cash 250,000. Um, this is where... Oh, some of the most ingenious things come from, like, uh, what's his name, Simpson and his donkey. Oh, yeah. That guy, wonderful person. Yeah. Um, you've got uh, the the Australian soldiers that figured out that they could have, like, a water drip system that if you put a can on a piece of string tied to the uh, trigger of a gun, whenever water would fall into there, it would fill up the gun and then pull the trigger, tip out the water, and mm. reset. And that would keep the Ottomans thinking that the Australians were still there, when in reality, they were just upping and going, right? They just would get out of there as soon as they could. Um, Yeah, so this is a big prelude to, like, a lot of new technology coming into, like, aviation uh, warfare is now such a big thing within, well, it was such a big thing within Germany, um, which is where the uh, uh, Germany had such an air airfield dominance within um, World War Two and in World War One as well, but it's less talked about. Um, the Red Baron, that guy was uh, German and he was like one of the aces of aces, they called him. Mm-hmm. A lot of big names come from this, but um, it's not as talked about as I would like to be. Um, yeah, so it's very... It, it, it's very... More in-depth than I... You know, I don't know what I expected, to <laughs> be honest. Mm. I don't know why I was going to say I didn't think it was that in-depth, but... Um, mm. 
Mm. It definitely is. Yeah. Um, have you heard of the Treaty of Versailles? Is it something to do with they gave it to Germans or was it like heaps of countries? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how to respond to that. Uh, I, okay. it, it, the Paris Peace Conference in 1919, Allied leaders, um, they wanted to build a post-war world that would safeguard itself against future conflicts, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was like, don't... You're only allowed to have a certain amount of... Was it my thing of a different thing? What do you mean? Like, they said to countries, you're not allowed to have... Like, with Germany, they were like, you're not allowed to have this amount of Warcraft, like, airplanes and stuff like that. Yeah, you're right, you're right. That okay. is okay. Yeah, so, um, the Treaty of Versailles, they put a lot of the blame on World War One as a whole mm-hmm. upon Germany, mm-hmm. um, which is where, like, a great depression happened within Germany yeah. and, um, and and a lot of it was like taking away the uh, physical manpower of Germany mm. um, which is like taking away the, their soldiers they were only restricted to I can't remember what the number was but it was such a low amount that it was like if they even got invaded by a tiny country they would be ruined mm. um, in theory obviously um and, and, and they would restricted them to, like, a hundred uh, planes and stuff like that when they were the, the dominating force within um, the world, you know? And, and this is where a lot of the kicking up of, like, patriotism within Germany started to navigate its way into World War Two. Mm-hmm. Um, so... It, even though World War One was such an impactful and important thing, that like the the development of the world is a large part, in large part, because of World War One, World War Two, mm-hmm. um, uh, it's it's you'd be amiss to not talk about mm-hmm. World War One as an important thing, um, but. You can't just talk about World War Two without talking about World War One being a large reason that World War Two happened mm-hmm. um, within like patriotism and taking away national pride within Germany, which is why um, when they divide up, when they divvied up Germany, um, I don't know if I've shown you a picture of uh, pre and post World War One of Europe, but it is insane. Um, pre World War One. Uh, pre World War One, it was like Germany, France, you know, Spain and Portugal. They're irrelevant. Um, Italy. Uh, did I say Austria Hungary? Austria Hungary, Serbia, like large nations, not very, sm- not very cut off. Um, right, I'll show you. I'll show you that. So you have, there's still a lot of countries and stuff, but yeah. it's it's yeah. it's very thinned out. And then, um, uh, and then post World War One, you've got stuff like uh, Czechoslovakia, Austria, and and Hungary. So two separate things. Yeah. Yugoslavia. Oh see? wow. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So then, and you've got like Albania, Romania. Uh, that that I mean, they've already been there. They were already there. They joined fights and whatever. It's irrelevant. But um, the a lot of. Europe was divided after World War One, um, and Germany r- had a lot of their land taken, taken quote unquote. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, whose land is whose land? It's it's whatever. Um, 
and that's like a reason that Germans hated Polish uh, Poland was because in their eyes it was st- it was their land and when they were taking back Poland they thought this is our land we deserve this mm-hmm. um, I'll get into that if I ever do but that's a story for another time um, it's very interesting World War one it is it is um, I think a lot of Australian pride cr- comes from Anzacs mm-hmm. uh, even though they were still in World War two mm-hmm. but it wasn't as uh, the mateship wasn't like there was no kindling there. It was, well, it was yeah, already. like in World War One, no one really knew how bad war was. I mean, mm. They did, but you know, over here in Australia, when they're like, "We need people from Australia," you know, most people our age were like, "Yeah, yeah, fuck it, let's it's, go. It's, it's gonna be an adventure. We're gonna yeah. get Egypt." Me and my mates go train in Egypt, and then and they then get put because of that. Yeah, World and War Two, most people were just like. I'm good. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. Like, like their dads who'd been in World War One were like, don't fucking do it. Exactly. And that's the reason, like, being shell-shocked was, like, one of the newest things. And PTSD was such a new thing that people didn't understand it. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it, you, you cannot talk about, like, World War One in such a high and mighty, like, it was so nice because the chemical warfare and, and like, the absolute brutality that happened with entrenched warfare mm. that went on for years and years and you get stories of like on um, borders between Germans and the Triple Entente at Christmas they would come out and they would walk up to each other and they would be friendly with each other and they would be nice to each other they'd play games play cards drink with each other give each other gifts right and then the next day they were right back at fighting again because they had to that was like that's fucked it was um, and I know for a fact that a lot of the, um, higher ups in like France and Germany absolutely hated the fact that they stopped fighting for one day. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Wild. Um, it's brutal. It is. It most definitely is. But I think it's something you need to learn about and something you need to hear about. Um, yeah. Mm. Sorry for dragging me through such a, uh, sad and, and, Got kind of real there. It did. Yeah. I'm sorry. But I feel like it's important to say it. Like, it's it's scary to think that the people who lived through that experience are now passing away, mm-hmm. and a lot of know, them are gone. Um, a lot of them are gone. Truly sad. Yeah, I mean, we got what's it called? I think most of them would be gone by now. Is it called Centennial? Which is, it's been over a hundred years because the it started in 1914 and ended in. I believe 1919. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's been over a hundred years, so. And, and the thing is, it's going to happen with World War Two as well, obviously. That's coming. Yeah. And that's, it's a scary thought because once the people who have lived through it are gone, the memories of that are only carried in, carried on by the people who refuse to let it go. Mm-hmm. And I think it's such an important thing to realise, like, absolute atrocities that were done not just by like one nation but by everyone within it Mm. It, it's it's it cannot go unsaid um yeah i think yeah 1914 to 1918 i think it needs to be said um yeah that's really interesting thank you i'm glad you i'm glad you liked it yeah Um, Sorry for dragging you through the mud and that that little that's that's good i just find it hilarious that World War One started with someone throwing their subway. <laughs> yep, that's how it was. That's how real it is. Uh, that's why it could happen any day. 
I had some way for lunch, actually. <laughs> did you really? I did. Could have started World War Three. <laughs> you trip over. Oh, and just start shooting. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah. thank you so much uh, for that one. I hope you enjoyed. Um, yeah. I hope it wasn't too... That too no, was good. Boring. That no, was good. Right. It's, it's interesting to learn about that. Yeah. Thank you for listening. That's um, I hope you. I hope you guys... Uh, yeah. Listened with your ears and yeah. let us into our, your house yeah. again. Maybe for three to four nights. And that four. student, you better have finished a sack. Dude, if you didn't. If you didn't, we're coming. <laughs> oh, Kyle's almost there, oh. actually. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that how I'm we're. I'm back. Ending? I'm back. Is that how we. We'll end it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Oh, thank you. See you next week.